What's Up Whittier. Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. You could follow me, Remo, at RemoTheRealtor.com on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can follow me, Jesse, at J2Architects, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow me, producer Christine, at The Singing Moon on Instagram, Singing Moon Wellness on Facebook, and SingingMoonWellness.com. Awesome. So you can find us on the different social media sites. So on Facebook, we're on What's Up Whittier. On Twitter, we're What's Up 562. On Instagram, we're on What's Up Whittier. And if you want to reach out to us via email, we're on What's Up Whittier Pod at gmail.com. Here are the notes of our community corkboard filled with this week's events. Hey Whittier, this is producer Christine. I just wanted to let you know about some announcements that we have going on this week. Don't forget the Whittier Farmer's Market this Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. They have some pretty good stuff there. It's on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. You can get a coffee, an acai bowl, you can get some tea from Zen's Tea House, some goodies from Auntie's Bakery, and much more. And don't forget, of course, your organic produce and poultry and fish. Next up, we have Loon, presented by Wonderheads over from Whittier College. Acclaimed physical theater company and mask engineers, The Wonderheads, brings you a love story that whisks a man to the moon and back. And that'll be Saturday, January 28th at 7.30 p.m., again at the Ruth B. Shannon Center. We're going to have a link in the description so you can check out more details there. And also, fun fact, Local Fixture is doing a giveaway. You can check out their Instagram, at Local Fixture, for more details. But I think they're picking, they're um, selecting their people tomorrow. That'll be the 26th. So get on that. Our last event is Friday, January 27th. There is going to be, no. Our last event is a comedy night over at Lyft Coffee Roasters. That's going to be Friday, January 27th at 730. It is 18 and up only, so get your babysitters. Admission is one coffee or one bar drink. That'll be like a cocktail or a beer or anything. Our MC will be Eric Escobar, featuring the talents of Kyle Keating, Derek Lemos, Jeff Kaz, Kip Hart, Kurt Maloney, and many more. Again, if you missed any of these details, we're going to put all of the information in the description. And don't forget to write it down, put it in your phone, set a reminder. We'd love to see you out there, Whittier. All right, bye. And so today, we're here with Manny Rubalcaba with Massage Standard. That's a lot better than the last couple names you butchered, Jesse. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> say, say hi, Manny. How you guys doing today? My name is Manny Rubalcaba. I'm the owner of Massage Standard. Just recently opened up my clinic here in Uptown Whittier uh, at the Nixon Plaza. Super excited about where I'm at and uh, what the location I'm at. Very cool, very yeah. cool. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. So uh, with all the rain... All the cold weather that's going on, crazy weather here in Whittier. Yeah. How how's that affected you so far? Well, I, I, in terms of environmentally or Just my clients? overall, <laughs> everything, right? I think I'm pretty happy about it because, like, I was tired of the heat, man. I was really excited to see some rain and see my grass getting a little bit more. <laughs> that's right. You all need that watering. Uh, yeah, but I think it's good. Like, uh, clients are still coming in. Uh, people are still coming by, visiting the clinic. I think um, everybody's still coming through. Especially see, every every time I see you, you're wearing a shirt that says massage standard. Oh, yeah. Not today. Yeah, well, you know what? 
Um, we went to Joshua Tree on Sunday, so I didn't I didn't wash my clothes on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're wearing my hustle shirt. Um, it's like it's like my weekly. I wear it once a week. Uh, it's it's my reminder to uh, hustle and stay motivated and stay working hard and stay honest and stay educated. Um, Very well. Yeah, but I usually have my my brand on. Yeah. And no one else, well, what I was gonna get into other than you know the other shirt you're wearing, which yeah. is kind of cool, is um is you're always wearing it's a short sleeve. Yeah. And so even when it's cold. Yeah, you're still wearing short sleeves. So how do you do it, man? Because I know, well, I think I stay moving. I don't stop moving all the time. Like uh, in between clients, I stretch, I foam roll, I work out, I squat, um, and that's kind of what I'm trying to promote as like my clinic. It's not just body work. It's a movement clinic. We're trying to change the perception of how people move, think, sit, live, and walk. Um, we've gotten into the habit of sitting eight, nine, ten hours a day, that's right. and we don't know how to move anymore. Yeah. We j- we just get up and we feel a back pain, and then we're out for three months. So what I'm trying to do is teach people to future-proof their body to get them ready for the future if they really want to work for the long run and stay alive for the long run. Because the minute you stop moving is when everything goes bad. Right. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm... Now, when you say clinic, th- w- what is a clinic? So I, when I'm thinking a, a, a <coughs> massage place is usually a, a massage place. Is, is clinic different than... than um, yeah, so it's like you have, like I was talking to, uh, we were talking about this earlier. Um, you have a, a couple different elements in the body work world. Mm-hmm. You have the spa, you have the clinical area, which is chiropractic and physical therapy, and then I'm doing my thing. So spa is you, you go in, mm-hmm. you know, you lights on, lights off. It's like you go under a sheet, you relax, and you go to sleep, right? And then you have chiropractic, which is like a lot of movement, adjustments, and a 15-minute session. So in the clinic, it's a lights-on, a closed-on modality where we're teaching you how things are happening, why you're getting hurt, why you're in pain, and how we could address that. So the clinic is like a, a health-based environment where it's like we're learning how to move better. So does that sum up exactly what you do, or, or is there more to it? Cause, uh, it's deeper, man. Like, I think... Uh, get w- into it. When I <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, li- I like to view things as patterns, and I'm trying to change patterns. You know, um, it's very hard to change anybody's day-to-day routine, day-to-day pattern, because we're, we're, we're used to a certain thing. And I'm trying to change how people view exercise, body work, and movement. And I'm trying to make it from a movement perspective over fitness and overtraining, right? So part of what I teach clients every day is like um, when we do body work, especially for people who have low back pain, is how to get into squat every day. Like sit in, in squat for 10 minutes a day if it's one minute on the hour every hour, you know? And these small changes is what changes patterns. Not the quick, I'm going to go work out and do a 90-day fast and you never do it again. Or a cleanse. We're trying to, we're trying to do this mm-hmm. for the long run. Yeah. Even if you only change five minutes a day for the next 30 days, yeah. that's much more than you've done in years. So, so when you say pattern and breaking the pattern, what is so when someone comes in to see you, what does that normally look like? Is it once a week? Is it a couple times? Is there homework that someone yeah, gets? Absolutely, that's a good question. So, we have some clients who have like uh, more serious problems, and they come in once a week. And the ones that are not as serious, every two weeks or every month. And every session, in the beginning of a session, we we go over your. It's called the gait cycle. So we watch you walk to see what's moving correctly and what's not moving correctly. And at that point, we make an assessment of what we need to work on. And in the last few minutes of the session, we talk about stretching, movement, and how to rehab your own yourself at home to maintain what we did and to continue to progress. And that makes sense, what you're saying in terms of you want to learn as much as possible and get all the kind of um, uh, or be taught by, by somebody who's a professional mm-hmm. so you can make those changes and then make it, like you said, a lifestyle, right? Yeah. So they're not constantly having our industry, right? Yeah. People think that this is what it is, lotion, candles, oils, and go to sleep. Yeah. And I think when you when you shock people with that this is different, that's when they go, okay, I could change this. I could rebuild my squat. 
I can get rid of my low back pain. My neck pain is caused by me, not because it's just happening out of nowhere. Yeah. And when you start to change people's viewpoint, then they're like, oh, they're open to more. So we do it in increments of like one, two, three, four, five, 15, 20, 30 sessions. Wow. And so uh, you're obviously working on their body, working on them, trying to get them, I guess, adjusted. Is that the right word? Um, uh, just like we're just trying to open up space. I call it open up space. Okay. Like Because like when things are contracted, you have restricted space. So you have restricted movement. So we're trying to open up space in the body. Which, I mean, it totally makes sense. But once you go through that process, I guess, um, how does working out or, or fitness kind of come into play? Uh, with you and and do you partner up with anybody or do you yeah we do we do partner i d well most of the people that come see me now are from like athletic training either crossfits or either calisthenics or gymnastics so they're already in a movement practice okay all i do is teach them how to adjust certain things within their pattern so like one of my clients he's 81 he doesn't train mm -hmm. but i teach him how to get into squat how to do a push-up against the wall small basic things like I, I i put a bench out for him in my clinic and i show him how to get up off of it and we're training him how to get off the toilet hmm. because at one point you will not be able to get off the toilet yeah. if your legs are not strong enough. Functional movements. Functional movements, um, so day-to-day -day movements. Yeah. And when, when you open people's eyes to that, that that goes away, they change their mentality quick. And that's very powerful because <coughs> you think about it as kids, as babies, right? Um, you look at a baby who's, who's learning to pick up things off the floor. What do they do? Squat. Squat, right? Yeah. And us as adults, mm -hmm. as we get older, what do we do to pick something up? Yeah. We bend over right at the waist, right? Yep. And that's where those injuries come. Um, well, because so we, we've lost that movement, right? Because it's like what happens is like our body's made up of 70% or more water, right? And the amount of water you drink will depend on like whether your body looks like beef jerky or sushi. It's like oh, if man. You, if so you're I, like, what if do I look like, like now then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so think about this. If you're like beef jerky, it's not movable, right? Yeah. It's stuck. It's dry. But if you're like, you know, like sushi, it's moist. It's movable. It's adaptable, right? That's what happens to people. And over time, it becomes drier and drier. So you're not getting older. You're getting dry. The least – the the – the less water you have and the less movement you have, the more dry you will become and the less movable you become. So what are some practical things that someone, is it drink more water? Is it, you know, do the squats? And when you say squats, is it just kind of squat in the air and just stand in that position? Because you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, so um, I think drinking water is always a priority. Um, but I think I always tell people to sit in the squat 10 minutes a day at least. Just sit in there. Because it's originally, we... We've engineered it as an exercise, right? That squat with weights in our back. Mm -hmm. But originally, it's a resting position on how we eat. So I'm teaching people to rest in this position naturally to open up your quads, to open up your legs, open up your hips. So 10 minutes a day, I tell them. That's where we start off, the squat, opening up the squat. Because people are not ready to change every pattern yet. Yeah. So it's like when we start off with something very basic, like a 10 minutes a day, it's easily adaptable to like the next session, we could adapt another movement yeah. and another movement and another movement. And it totally makes sense. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, uh, when you talk about a workout, when you got to do forty-five minute or sixty-minute workout compared to a ten-minute workout, mm -hmm. then obviously you're gonna go with the lesser, right? Yeah. But if you can make those ten minutes very efficient, mm -hmm. and, and like you said, um, and change the habits of how you you're moving, yeah, um, I'm all for it, man. Where do I sign up? Right here, <laughs> right now. Send me a text. <laughs> you know, I think I think that's the thing, man. Like, I think if you look at a corporate gym or uh, a big box gym, you see athletes who are ripped and strong, and that's great. I'm happy for those people who like that. But that's that doesn't have to be everybody. Not yeah. everybody wants to move like that. Everybody has different ambitions and different goals. And when you open up a new space for people that it's okay to not be ripped, it's okay to just move. Yeah, you make them comfortable. That's right. And that's what I'm doing yeah. here. Like. People need to understand that you don't need to go to a big box gym to train and lift heavy weights and injure your, yourself. 
All you need to do is move 10, 15 minutes, 20, 30 minutes a day on your own. And you can do that throughout the day. Right now, first of all, I tell everybody, like uh, people say I have my workout pants and I have my jeans. So whenever you say you're wearing your jeans, you're not going to move. Make sure that you have movable pants. They're all small changes. Yeah. But then you move more. Move more. You pick up your kids more. You pick up groceries off the floor more. You know, so, so Jesse's skinny jeans. Yeah. <laughs> those are real tight. <laughs> yeah. He can't, he can't move in those. It's going to be a bad day with those. Co- co- compared to Remo spandex, I yeah, see you wearing no. them. That yeah. makes sense now why you're wearing <laughs> them every day. Hey, leave my pants alone, all right? <laughs> I, I had a question about the, 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 the comfort level, right? Because me, I, I've always hesitant to go in just a spa. And maybe this is, obviously, we talked about the difference. Is it easy for just a normal person to walk in your place? Is Because... For me, it's always been an intimidation. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the spa-type locations have a tinted window, mm-hmm. and it just has a weird feeling. And if you haven't went in there before, you just don't know. You know, do you come in screaming? Do you, yeah. do you have to whisper? Yeah. And in your place, <clears throat> how, how is it s- No, that's a, that's a good question, man. And I, th- I think, like, I'm a big person on culture, and what I'm trying to build is a culture here. If you look at my space where the content I put out constantly is you see people in shorts or in a tank top, right? And I th- want people to know that this is not – See, the thing is, people confuse sexual touch for healing touch. They don't understand the difference. You need to mentally shut off the fact that you're coming into a clinic for rehab. You're not coming in for anything else. And when you expose a clinic that's an open room space where there's no closed doors, no lights off, it's a welcoming space. Between me, the fact that I make everybody feel welcome here and comfortable, that this is a space where we're going to learn to get better and educated. So when you walk away here, we're teaching you how to move on your own. You don't, we're not, I'm not teaching you like you need to come back every week. I want people to walk away empowered. See, when you, when you, when you, I understand what you're talking about. That's, our, that's what we're fighting every day with our industry. Mm-hmm. You see people, places that have tinted windows and $20 this, $20 that. It's like, of course it's scary. Like, who wants to be behind tinted windows to get body work session? You don't know what's going to happen behind there. It's like, if you look at my space, it's all lights on, brown floors, relaxed environment, and, you know, trained professionals. So I think, to your point, that's my number one, my number one priority is making people feel safe, especially women. Because I know how many women have a hard time with male therapists because it's like it, 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 it could be an intimate setting if you're in a closed room Correct. with the sheets on, right? But this is not that type of environment. It's an open room with, you know, with your clothes on. And I do. I follow you on Instagram and, on, and the videos you do post. It's equally balanced. You do male, female. Yeah. And, um, and the stuff you're doing, I mean, it's, it's working the whole body. Yeah. Um, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but talk to us about how... Like if somebody's looking to, I guess, how do they come to you or why would they come to you um, if they're working out or not working out? So I think like I, like I tell anybody who works out, anytime you do any movement, muscles contract. That's, that's, what, that's the physiology of it. Muscles need to contract to create movement, right? So whenever you contract to create movement, you create tight tissue. And over time, for example, if you do bicep curls three days a week because you want to grow big biceps, you're going to end up with your arms like that, right? Mm-hmm. So when you explain to them, like, if you want to get stronger, you need to release that bicep to allow it to go back to a resting position to re-strengthen. So that's, that's one example. One example could be, like, a guy who surfs and his, his shoulder hurts because he's doing too much of this mm-hmm. overhead movement, right? So you kind of – I go after what people do for a living and what they want to continue to do and help them keep continuing to do that. So it's not just necessarily, like, an athlete. It could be a surfer. It could be a golfer. It could be a guy who pours drinks, yeah. you know? Could be an architect, a realtor. 
so how do how do they find you other than um i mean you're you're pretty heavy on on social media yeah um but how else are you finding your and what are those where where can they find you on social media so uh my handle is at manny therapy that's my my personal handle and the clinic handle is at massage standard and we also have at massage standard for facebook um but i would say 90 percent of my clientele comes from social media because i answer everybody's question no matter how tedious no matter how simple it is i want to make sure that everybody knows that i care like it could be like does this stretch make sense and i'll answer and i do live videos to answer people's questions and i answer all my direct messages because i want people to know that i care about their well-being and their pain uh and some people come to me two years later or one year later or three months later or a week later but i always answer my questions so and and that's i think something i appreciate while you hear that you're talking about that because like everybody says, right? Knowledge is power. Yeah. And uh, by you not just working on somebody's body, but also giving them that knowledge mm-hmm. um, of why you're doing certain things, um, I think adds to not just the value of what, what you do as a business, but also um, adds value to um, to their lives, right? Because yeah. like you said, it, it continues to, to follow them through. Um, within their lifestyle, or yeah. their yeah. lifestyle, and I and I think it's also that coming from contribution, what we talked about earlier. I mean, if you're answering these people's questions, and they're not your clients yet, or the people that you're help, but you're still continuing to do that, that speaks volumes of you know the character and the type of business that you that you yeah. run. So that's that's really awesome to hear that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think um, I mean, if you think of the body work community, it's like we work on people. We want people to feel better, you know. And I think uh, that's just naturally like part of that culture. Um, Naturally, me, I'm a little more extrovert, so I'm able to exercise that more on a social media platform, right? And I'm able to reach people at all levels, from like someone who's like 18 to like 50 or 60 or 70 on one on one arena, so which is pretty cool because um, what's really cool about social media is that people will hit you up and they never have to see you. They don't have to feel intimidated to ask you that question in person, you know? That's right. You answer them through email, and it's like they feel like they're being answered and they feel respect because like, it's being addressed. Whether you could help them or not, you could still address it. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so talk about that community that you just uh, met reference. Um, so, aside from from having your your clinic here, uh, by the way, Manny's in in the uh, the same building I, I'm in, the Nixon building, and uh, we've that's kind of how we've met. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've kind of crossed paths. Yeah. Aside from uh, also going through rows. Yeah. Um, but uh, but like I said, it's uh, aside from having your clinic here. What other places do you practice? Uh, is there other places you? No, I only practice here. I used to practice in the field. Like I used to practice at three different gyms. Okay. Uh, primarily out of a gym called Framework Fitness in Brea. Um, I did a lot of work there, and that's kind of where I I built, kind of my clientele. And then I worked at Equinox in Newport Beach, and then I worked for myself in the field, and then I worked at a, with a company called Core Evolution down here in Whittier. So I've kind of branched my way from you know from Orange County back towards home. Okay. Um, but I started out there more mainly. Okay. Um, uh, but do you do like any on-site? Uh, I used to. I don't anymore. Okay. Yeah, not anymore because I'm I'm getting too busy and I can't distribute my time. Like, because uh, one person is a, it's a four-hour session. I have to drive to them, set up, come back. It, it, I can't do as many people in one day. Yeah. Yeah. And and how many people do you normally see in a day, in a week, in a month? Uh, about fifteen to twenty people a week. Yeah. Um, so, right now, the, <coughs> part of what part of the expansion process was, um, we added a room um, and we're gonna have reception. Now we're gonna have an additional therapist on site. Uh, and the reason behind that is because I'm booking people two weeks later because of the mm. times that are so busy, yep. I can't book them at the same time. So 
we're, tr we're truly excited about that because we'll be able to help more people in the same day. So when uh, should we expect your, your expansion to be ready and go running? Yeah, well, the floors are already done. Paint's almost done. Paint will be done tonight at about 6.30 tonight. And then uh, therapist should be starting February 1st. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. So book now. Book now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now we're doing so. Yeah. Right now we're doing everything through me, but uh, it's gonna be really cool. We have we're gonna have a reception and we're gonna have a Facebook Messenger and the web uh, the website booking to to focus directly with that with the receptionist because right now everything I'm doing it all on my own. It'll be a lot easier for someone to answer them right away. So something that's interesting when I first met Manny, well, we we had a more in depth or no, it was an introduction actually when we met at, at the, the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the bar? Yeah. At the <laughs> not the bar. So yeah. it was at the uh, social event. At the yeah. social event. <laughs> Networking event. Yeah. Networking event. Um, I was, uh, so we were talking, and at, towards the end I said, hey, do you have a business card, you know, so I could get a hold of you? And, and his response was? Oh, I don't use paper. No, I, I think I, 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 um, I just share my social media. And the reason behind this is because, like, I worked in marketing before, and uh, people usually throw away business cards. That's my, that's my experience. Maybe not everybody. They don't. They put flyers on the on the side of their dashboard, whatever, and uh, you don't usually see it. But with the social media, it's such an inter uninterrupted marketing when people could follow you, and I'll get to you when I want to get to you. So at least now, it's not just my phone number. They see who I am, the education I provide, and what work we do. So people, go, okay, cool, I'll check it out. Maybe next time. And every day, as they see who I am, what I do, maybe they want to dive into my culture, and maybe they don't. But at least they know what I do, opposed to just seeing my card. Yeah. And and they see the story, which is the most important thing. I mean, with a business card, it's so static. It's just a name, number, and yeah. some other things. But when you are able to connect with them that way, they're seeing your story and, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, they, they see a little deeper into who you are and uh, what kind of service you provide. So that, And besides, like, uh, I don't, don't want to waste too much paper. <laughs> <laughs> save the trees, right? Save the trees. Save I, the trees so I can spend. It just makes more sense to me. You know, like, uh, I think... Um, when you really want to truly, I, I like to connect with people. When you truly want to connect with someone, you give them something that has value, and that yeah. has value. Like uh, I give away so much free information between how to foam roll, how to stretch, which people charge for, you know, an hour session. And I want people to know that this is a place of learning. And it's like if you walk away with small tips that could change your life or change your day, that's the beginning. You know. Very cool. So so let me get into the uh, the the story behind uh, massage standard. Yeah. The name. The name? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. I, you know what? Um, I just, I'm trying to change the standard of body work. I think. Um, uh, or you're raising the standard. I was, yeah, clearly. Because I think people, um, and there's a to a lot of my counterparts and, you know, coworkers who work in the field, you will get eaten up alive if you're an employee. And I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that. Uh, m about 90% of the people I graduated with work for a big spa. But the stuff that you learn, you can't allocate in certain places. You can't do abdomen work. You can't do certain neck work because it's restricted, right? Because they want a spa environment and they want a relaxing environment, which is fine if that's what you want and need for that day. But that doesn't go very far, right? So what I'm doing with Massage Standard is we're trying to educate people, have a different standard of body work, a safe environment, a different culture, an all-around process. So, so why would they not allow for some of that work and be restricted? Well, I think like for example, like um, since for example, when I, when women come into the to get a session, I tell them sports bra and shorts or pants, depending on what we're gonna work on. Shorts if we're gonna work on lower body, and pants if we're not. But sports bra for the front because we're gonna work the abdomen. Um, most spas are really, really strict about having um, one code of like 
people are undressed and you're under a sheet and you drape a certain way because they want a full body. Mm -hmm. So they don't really want that to be changed. And it's really hard to drape females, mm -hmm. especially breast tissue, mm -hmm. with a sheet. You mm -hmm. can't really do that. You can't access the abdomen. With, ma with males, you could just lower the sheet and you can look in their abs. But and to that point, um, most back pain comes from the abdomen. And I could get deeper onto that. O or the belly. Or the <laughs> belly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why you look at me, man? <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and, it, and that's what it comes down to. Like, they have a system and they want to follow that, you know? And it's not well, like I, I've never even thought about that. I mean, I've gotten massages, but I've, I, I would never think that to get massaged on my abs because <laughs> there's no abs. Yeah, well, see, well, everybody has abs. They're just some of them are not exposed, right? <laughs> and I think that the thing about it is that... Uh, As we both laugh, yeah, right? <laughs> I think... Um, so th there's a thing called in, in body work that's called uh, the re uh, tension and compression, meaning tension is lengthening, compressioning is shortening. So when we sit, we usually sit a little bit hunched over. That means our abdomen becomes compressed and our back becomes lengthened in a long slack of pull. So you may try to go back but you never really get to go back because your abs are constantly pu pulling you forward because you sit four, five, six, eight, nine, ten hours a day like this. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of the stem of it. When we talk about part of what I want to do is treat the problem, not just the symptom. Because I could rub your back down, but what does that mean? Yeah. You'll come back next week again. Yeah. You know. But if we open up the abdomen, teach you how to move better, we have some. We have some progress. The issue. Yeah. yeah. So I, let me ask you this: I sit on a desk quite some off, quite often throughout the day, and don't get up that much. So yeah. what, what are some practical things that someone could listen and, and say, you know, I could do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about the sit in a squat mm -hmm. and, and I, and it's tough to hear it and visualize it. So maybe as descriptive as you can explain what that, what I'll mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a little more challenging in, in, uh, in audio opposed yeah. to video, but <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll describe it as best as I can. Part of what, part of what people want to do, let's just say you're sitting in a chair. You want, you want to get up off your chair and move your chair to the side. Move it, be, maybe move it behind you. Move it to the side I of you. Hold on, should I record this? Oh, you can. And, if you want. And, yeah, and and Manny's he's uh, he's getting into it now. So now you want you want to grab your desk with your hands on the outside of your desk, and you want to slowly drop your hips down towards the ground, and allow your body to start to open up. And the reason you're using your hands is because you don't have the strength or the power to hold yourself here. This is a new this is a new uh, a new movement for you. So you hold it right here with your hands. You allow this to be opened up, but your hands are balancing you out. Um, and as you as you work your way back up, you always want to go slowly, tuck in, and come back up. It's easy as one minute on the hour. Yeah, you're trying to decompress what you're compressing, right? Yeah, and and I, that'll we'll put that in the in the podcast okay. notes as a little video because that was pretty gnarly. I'll, I'll <laughs> or Instagram. I'll, I'll, make Instagram. I'll, make a, I'll make a video for that on YouTube and uh, we can we can. If you there you go. Like. Follow Manny. Uh, yeah, massage standards. So you can see that video that what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the stuff like that, there's a couple of things called thoracic rotation to open up the spine, which I teach a lot to. Actually, every client of mine walks out, walks out the first session knowing about how to open up their spine and open up their hips. Um, very basic movement, but uh, it's hard to illustrate that via audio. audio. Um, and I can make a video for that if anybody wants one, no problems. Um, yeah, but they're basic things if it's if it's five, like one minute on the hour. Yeah. And you'd be surprised, man. Like, like I tell people, even with training, you know, put a pull-up bar in your house and hang every hour on the hour. And he, said, he said a pull bar, not a pull bar. Oh. <laughs> You're you the listen. only one that heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so how about the standing desk versus the sitting desk? Is there any benefit to that? I think it just depends on, like, your anatomy. And I think it's, like, some people do better with sitting, some people do better with standing. But I would say, like, they both have problems. Um, 
not not one is perfect, not one is better than the other. Uh, just the only benefit that standing has over sitting is that we all sit much more than we stand, right? That's right. So I think standing would be cool for now, but some problems may arise later. Um, but I think it, the thing is just to keep moving. Change the pattern. You know, like if you're sitting, sit. You know, if you're sitting, squat, sorry. If you're standing, sit. Back and forth. Just keep changing the pattern. Don't let your body get used to that pattern because you'll get stuck in that pattern. So I just ordered a $300 ergonomic <laughs> chair. Are those any good, those special chairs that... You know what's funny, man? Like, I think, uh, so my, my one of my best friends, he's a furniture salesman, and he, he knows a lot about um, chairs and uh, different mattresses. And we go back and forth about this a lot. And I think it's really challenging to have a perfect chair depending on where your body's at. Like, it may be good for me, but it may not be good mm -hmm. for you, or vice mm -hmm. versa, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like you may have a certain tissue issue or back problem that may be different than mine, and it may, be work, it may work well for you, but not for me. So when they have these big, you know, mass general chairs, yeah. I don't know, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I mean, I would just say give them all a try. Yeah. But I think it's always important to, to sit as close as you can, get your, your hips and your butt as close as you can towards the edge to support your back so you're not arching. So, like, what I mean is, like, grab over these hand, hand rests, right? Mm -hmm. And then lean all the way back, put your butt towards the wall, and then lean back in. Because now you're supporting your lumbar spine. Opposed to being in a lean position, you're putting your pressure right here, mm -hmm. right? That's and that's what you tell a kid, right? Put your butt in the back of the chair yeah, to sit down. Yeah, in the back of the chair. Yeah. You know? um, and, and, and it's funny, man. Like, back to what we're talking about. Changing patterns is one of the most difficult things to do for any human being. You know, it's like we're used to being like this, and it's like you can't tell me any other way because I've been right. doing this for years. That's right. I haven't even been hurt. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're wrong. But then that one day you bend over to grab something, and your back goes out. And you have a customer. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to avoid. I don't yeah. want a customer at 50 or 60. Yeah. I want them to just get better. You know. And so for for these, uh, what do you call them? Is it a program or routine or um, how how long does it usually take before somebody gets makes it the habit or loses the habit? Bad. I think there's different research on it that it takes about 30 days for someone to change uh, a pattern and a habit. Um, and like I, like I said, I like to start them off very slowly so that when we do change a pattern in six months, it's easy to change the whole pattern, right? And so the, these 30 days, I mean, is that something you use as part of your, your um, program or I guess how does your program work? Um, so like I, I like to do like um, I have two different ways of doing things. I, I have a, a single session and a, a 10 series session. In the 10 series, we go over like different dynamics of the body, different systems. We go, we open up the breath, we open up the back, we open up movement, we create space. <clears throat> so within that time, we'll develop different programming depending on what issues are going on for that person. Uh, but average, it takes about 10 sessions to get to the beginning of the issue. And those 10 sessions, is that like a weekly, bi-weekly? I like to do it weekly. But depending on how old the person is or how sensitive they are, we'll do it bi-weekly or once a month. Because usually bi-weekly at the most, because if you're not used to body work, it may be too aggressive for you. And then you may be sore for three, four, five, six days, and you may need time to recover. So, so, we'll so that's once a month or every other month for you, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's your youngest and oldest uh, client you have right now? Youngest is 14, oldest is 81. Wow. Yeah. But, I, but, you know, but I network everywhere. Yeah. Like I'm constantly networking at Home Depot, at the coffee shop, at the high school games. You know, like if I go have coffee and I see an old man, I talk to him. I, I just talk to everyone. Because, yeah. like, everybody needs body work. That's the That's thing. Right. Like, we all need it. We just don't understand why we need it, you know. And I think we've become, excuse me, oh. 
we we become we become accustomed to like popping an Advil, you know, right. popping a sleeping pill, and no no judgment on that, but you just you're just masking the symptoms. Mm-hmm. We're not getting we're not getting anywhere, yeah. you know. And what I'm trying to teach people is like what I'm doing here is for the long run. Like if you want to continue to live, move with your kids, you know, move at 90. You know, one of the guys who inspires me the most, his name is uh, Mike Jepson. He's uh, 82 years old and he slack lines and jumps and squats and everything like that. He never stopped moving. Wow. You know. So, so why would a, a 14-year-old need to come? Just, just so I, an understanding. Okay. So I'll, I'll, one of the things I'm very into is, like I said, is movement. And um, most physical education instructors at the high school or junior high level are not, educating in phys- are not educated in physical education. Right. So they're doing, like, a lot of inappropriate movements for their age, and they're pushing the throttle to the wall, and they're not decompressing that throttle. So it's like they're constantly pushing, 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 and then they stop. And how do they push? Is it by a workout? Yeah, that that's what I mean okay. by a workout. So like, let's just say, let's just say high school football for example, right? You got kids training, hitting, moving, dodging, but they have no idea how to stretch. They have no idea how to foam roll. And the the fourteen year old kid that comes to see me, I'm not gonna say what high school because it, it's a problem. It's like it's a continuous kids coming to see me from that high school because they have no mobility. You know, it's like when you have no mobility and you're training those same fibers to continue to get stronger and get stronger, you're only overcompensating in one region and making one region a lot weaker. So, um, yeah, so a 14-year-old kid could be from a softball kid to a kid who has a bad coach. Um, but typically it's because at a lower level of sports, most coaches don't have a, a lot of education and training. You know? Because like most coaches don't want to do it. Who wants to, who wants to coach you know, like a, 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 a you know, junior high pop warner or even like certain high schools that are not in your ranks? People want people or just the training. They they don't have the time or the, or the knowledge. I mean, the knowledge. Yeah. yeah, they don't know that it's bad for them. And mm-hmm. they're you know, most coaches are gonna try to do whatever's best for the, for the athlete. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you just don't know, you you don't know. And with respect, I'll tell you this much: I think a lot of parents who end up coaching there do it from a place of love. Of love, yeah. they want to teach kids because no one else will step up for the job. That's right. right. And they'll just do it. So like, no disrespect against them, but it may not be the appropriate training for them. Most people don't lay like this. Yeah. All messed up, yeah. right? I go one hand underneath the other pillow and like... <laughs> Whatever shoulder you're laying on, uh-huh. I always tell people to put a, a pillow underneath this hand so this is not engaged on it. Okay, yeah. Has, See, I do that. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, a pillow right here, yeah. right? So, it's yeah. like if you're like this, a pillow right here. This is locked in all night. And you don't want to be like like this, you know? So, yeah. But if you sleep face up, if you sleep face up, you don't want to cover your toes because you might get plantar fasciitis. If you sleep face like, like oh, if, if you sleep face up and your and your toes are covered and your blankets like that, uh-huh. you're like that for eight or nine hours. Right. But if you sleep on your stomach, same thing. Well, it's the worst. Yeah, it's, it is the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's, so it's horrible. Though. Well, I, when I sleep off uh, on my stomach, I'll like squat in the bottom of the bed mm-hmm. so my feet hang mm-hmm. straight off the bed. Okay, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the one problem. <laughs> it was. It was on the moon. Are we, <laughs> are we recording already? Or? No, no. Yeah, we're recording. Oh, we were? Um, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, we're just recording. I don't know if we, like, oh, are ready to go. Yeah. That was a good one. I just thought it was good information. I was like, yeah. whoop. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's um, all those, like I said, back to the little things, you know? People have this, like, this is why um, people, like, um, who go into training or movement or body work mm-hmm. fail really fast because they want instant changes. But mm-hmm. they're the problem. People are the problem. We're the problem. Mm-hmm. We create this through our day-to-day activity. But we don't like to look at that in the face and be like, oh, we fucked that up, you know? We have to really adjust and change that. 
Um, so when we talk about sleeping, and people are like, "Why do you want to know how I sleep?" Well, because it depends on how you sleep, it could be causing a problem. Because you're like that for you're like that for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like when they're like when someone tells me they have plantar fasciitis and they tell me they sleep face down, it's pretty easy to say that's one of the symptoms, you know. So anyway, very awesome. Yeah. Man, now, now I feel like I, I could start a new business. You want to come over tonight <laughs> yeah. and, and watch me sleep for, yeah. for six hours and record it? And I'll say, I'll, I'll actually I'll take a video and yeah. I'll record it at, at what is it fast Dro- speed or whatever. Dropbox in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And then let me know. <laughs> That's really cool. So Manny, before you started doing what you're doing now, what were you doing? Mm, I did a few different things. Um, I've been working from a young age. I've been working since I was 12 because um, I'm first generation American. Uh, my family's from Mexico. So we're just trying to make it, you know, and, you know, you do what you can to, to progress and move forward. Uh, I did construction at a young age because that's what some of my uncles did. Um, and I got into finance because my dad was always in finance at 19. He worked in mortgage and he still works in finance today. Um, so I learned a lot from like 19 to 22 in subprime lending and mortgage and finance and, you know, debt, the basic things of life. From there, uh, when the subprime market crashed in 2007, you know, everybody transitioned. Well, most people transitioned into different work. And that's kind of where I, I went into marketing. Um, and I lasted in marketing for a long time. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't fulfilling for me. Because mm-hmm. I was like, um, it was a good company. I enjoyed now representing their brand and growing the product, but it didn't feel me, who I was. Um, but I, and I always got body work. And then like, every time I got body work, I wasn't satisfied. I was like, oh, it was okay, but I could have got something better. So as I started doing research on mobility and stretching, I, I, I went up to Santa Barbara, had a, I met with a flexibility coach who was a pole instructor internationally. I learned with him. I went to Newport Beach to learn with some of the best body workers and all over. And then I was like, okay, I think this is it. This is where I want to be. And then I went to school for body work. Very yeah, cool. That was it. And w- what kind of schooling is, when you said earlier, also you said professional. And So what does it take to do body work on someone? So in the state of California, it's 500 hours required to be a body worker, certified body worker, um, which is you're a certified massage therapist, right? Um, but it just depends on how far you want to take it. 500 hours will teach you the basics of like Swedish and deep tissue and the very basic things of to get into a spa. Um, I went into a program that was 1,500 hours. It allowed me to get a little bit deeper into like orthopedic testing, movement analysis. And then I also went into training with calisthenics and gymnastics and like kettlebell strength training, which allowed me to get even deeper into movement. So it just depends on how far you want to take it. But if you're talking about from a license standpoint, you need 500 hours. And how many hours do you think you've done so far, like uh, after the, the schooling? And I probably have a good 3,000. 3,000. You know, it's like I'm, it's nonstop training. I just bought another, I just bought another seminar right now for uh, for another training. It's coming up in February. It's like nonstop. It's for uh, it's for neurology, learning how like our brain recognizes movement. Um, and I continually I continuously want to step my game up to level up for my clients to make sure that they're getting service correctly. So I don't think that's going to stop, you know, like continuing to level up on my on my training, you know, whether it's movement or whether it's body work or whether it's psychology, like why people do certain things. I'm going to continue to level up for this business, my clinic, and my clients. You know? That's a really cool thing. <laughs> the level up part, I mean, yeah. that, that, that just, I mean, it makes so much sense. Uh, obviously, we're both professionals as well, and continuing to, um, you know, improve yourself obviously is going to, yeah. Go to your clients. So yeah. I've never heard level up. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I think I'm thinking Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like that game. Yeah. I think it's because when you when you truly care about what you do, uh-huh. you want to continuously get better. Yeah. Because you want to help people truly. 
like when you tell me you did a workshops for mm -hmm. people like that's cool man like i was nervous when i bought my first house because uh -huh. like i didn't get that education on it yeah. luckily my dad was in finance and he guided me through it but who, who has that yeah. not everybody yeah. has that so i think the more you you level up the more value you have for your clients the more resourceful you are the longer you'll last you know very cool so you talked about you know transitioning over to Whittier. Mm -hmm. You were first, and you were talking about Orange County, and then so why Whittier? How did you make it into to so the Whittier? Uh, my, my girlfriend and I live in Whittier, um, and I was working in Newport Beach, and I was commuting about four hours a day, uh, and I had a good opportunity to open up in Newport Beach to open up my clinic in Newport Beach because I was uh, next to a good facility, but I, I kind of wanted to change that dynamic of body work and transition to servicing my community. Like, I wanted to be part of my community. I wanted to, like, I was like, people don't have this exposure in Whittier, La Mirada, Brea area. I want people to understand what, what, what I believe true body work is. And then I just started it, you know? So, like, I left all my clients who were in Newport Beach, and I started over. Um, and that's when I did the first health fair. That's how I met Rose, and then I met you, and we're here today, you know? So, yeah. I, I, I picked Whittier because, like, I want to be part of my community. And like I want to, I want to re-engineer the thing that people think it's non-existent that you can't, uh, that you have to commute for work. You know, That's like right. I think people always say, "Oh, you have to commute. Like your job's in LA, your job's in Orange County." I did really, I put in a lot of work to make sure that people know that I'm here and that I'm part of this community and I'm here to stay. You know, I want people to know that. That's awesome because um, that's the reason why I opened up my office here. Really, it's um, I was commuting. I live in South Whittier. And I was commuting to uh, um, Mid Wilshire area mm -hmm. daily. I mean, you're right. We're talking about almost for me it was uh, um, almost three hours, three and a half hours commute mm -hmm. round trip, and uh, it takes a toll on you. Yep. I mean, physically, mentally, you know. And so when I finally decided to make that jump and and move closer or open up an office closer to home, um, that was one part of it. But just like you mentioned, it, it's now being part of that community here, mm -hmm. which again brings value not just to your business but but value to what you do as an individual and how that impacts everybody else around you right yeah um so i give it i give it uh i give it to you where where now you're thinking about something like that because we definitely need it here so yeah and I, and I can't really tell people um not to sit all day if i'm if i'm not doing it i wanted to lead by example like yeah. me sitting four hours in the car all day is not Right, it's not beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, when I changed that, I was like, okay, I, c I can say this with truth, that I mean this. Yeah, you know, I'm not just saying it. That's right. So, how long is your drive now? Uh, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Yeah. Very five cool. minute walk is pretty short. So, when, when you're not um, here in the Nixon Plaza, and then do you say which where your place is at? You said second floor, but yeah, is I'm there a suite I'm number? Second floor, suite two hundred two is where you enter now. It'll be the new lobby, um, and two hundred three is where we'll do therapy. Okay, so when you're not doing therapy and, and helping people, what is it that you enjoy doing in, in Whittier? Um, I don't Any other hobbies? Because I know your, your, your business is your hobby also. My, you know, cause I, I really enjoy business, and I'll tell you why I enjoy business, because I enjoy people. I, I enjoy getting to know people and meet different people. But I, I do a lot of research. Like I'm usually w in between sessions doing research. Okay. Like I'm doing uh, research on movement patterns, or, and I'm usually prepping for a client um, because it's like every client is in – it's a unique situation, and I want to know that I, I understand their patterns because they, they, they send me an, a, a brief description of what's going on with them, so I, I need to understand what's going on. And I mentally have to prepare and be grounded for them because it's like you have, to be, you have to be fully prepared to be one hour dedicated to them and nothing else. So 
that's usually what I'm working on, being grounded, and then like my own stretching. Because I had to do a lot of stretching on my own to maintain, you know, be able to do that many clients a day, yeah. you know? Keep up, uh, yeah. And Widger, usually, like, me and my girlfriend go to local fixture. <laughs> I like that place a lot. Yeah. Um, we go to Greenleaf Cafe a lot. I like the, uh, the Abel Chile Relleno. That's oh, like really? You had that? No, I haven't. So it's a Chile, it's a Chile Relleno with egg in it, with okay. egg on top of it. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Um, we go to that library, or it's a bookstore. Half-off books. Yeah, Half it's off. a cool yeah. bookstore. Yeah. It's funny, like, a lot of my friends from Florida, uh, even uh, Anaheim, they started coming to me for body work, and they're the ones who told me about that bookstore. And they, they come hang out here now, so it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. I think I'm, uh, since I'm a Pico boy, I've never really engulfed myself into Whittier, but now that I'm part of the community, little by little I'm seeing it. If not, you'll find me at Rocky Colas at lunch all the time. Very nice. Yeah, <laughs> me at Rocky Colas. Is there anything from Rocky Cola that you uh, that's your go-to? Uh, bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it simple, man. Or sometimes I do the chili with the turkey sandwich. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Keep it simple. That's my kind of diet. Chili. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about in the evening time? If if you're grabbing a, a drink or a cocktail, where and what do you do? You? I don't often drink, um, but what the the few times, the handful of times I've drank, it's usually been at Ravello or Bottle Room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not much of a drinker, man. Usually, most of my time, like I think it's like uh, one of those things, like you have to have a lot of self awareness of who you are. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm a I'm a person who dry who, who thrives off of like getting better. And, like, that's constantly where I'm at. Like, if I'm not at home, like, l- l- reading a book on how to get better, I'm reading about kinesiology, anatomy, physiology, you know, neurology. Like, I'm constantly trying to level up. So it's, like, there's not a lot of downtime, and I'm happy with that because that's who I am, you know? Uh, yeah, Jesse's the one that asked me to ask that question. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where I'm at, man. So, obviously, other than, than business and, and all this uh, knowledge, gaining knowledge that you're doing, is there any uh, organizations or groups that you belong to that yeah. kind of help you? So when I first started um, my movement journey, um, my one of my best friends, he has a company called World Calisthenics Organization, and he started. We started working out here in Whittier at the park at Michigan Park, and now he has global the global organization in Dubai, all over the world, um, and it started from a place of like movement. You know, he teaches calisthenics, which we lost in in America. We do weight training and you know bodybuilding. Yeah. We don't know foundational movements anymore. So he was able to take that to the next level. So I'm associated with them, uh, WCO, and I'm associated with a couple of bodybuilders and a couple of gyms like CrossFit gyms and, and local gyms, but no particular organization. You know, okay. I think most of my network comes from me just walking into a place. Yeah. Now, do you? I know we talked about the workshop. Now, have you guys ever put on? Just general, I know we talked about the health day where you met Rose, but do you do stuff like that outside where you could teach a larger community yeah. at one time? Yeah, actually, that's a good question. I teach, I call it movement therapy. I teach a class, and I usually do it at different gyms, and we teach, it's a 90-minute class, and we teach the fundamentals of how to warm up from, like, wrist all the way down to toes. Um, it's, ni- it's, it's pretty exhausting. People think, oh, stretching, but people walk out pretty exhausted, and we teach how to move, how to get into a stretch, how to properly stretch, how long to hold the stretch because people don't know that stuff you know yeah. oh it's like oh, let me just stretch like yeah. quick 10 seconds but it takes about 30 seconds for the nervous system to say okay i'm not in danger here i can let go now for the next 30 seconds we'll actually do the stretch so and you know i, I work out at the gym in eastwood you're called tiny edge athletics and i'm always late okay right and i always go in there and they always you late yeah no nah, i can't yeah, believe that i'm man. late Chrissy. And, and so yeah. <laughs> and so um w- what's funny is 
I always do about five arm swings. Okay. <laughs> and then I get yelled at by them. But, you know, just being late and busy. So how important is stretching before uh, a workout? So um, there's different kinds of stretching. We have dynamic and we have static stretching and ballistic stretching. But I, I use dynamic <coughs> and static the most. Um, dynamic means like slow, sorry, like fast movements where you're just kind of like engaging that movement. For example, if you're going to do uh, curls or arm movements, you're going to move your arms around. And you're going to move it around so you feel it get nice and warmed up. So there's a thing called, you guys all know what WD-40 is? Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. So this is a thing called synovial fluid in the joints, and this fluid is like WD-40. And it only releases with heat and movement. So for example, if you want to go do an overhead press and you don't properly warm up and you hear the cracking, cracks, that means your joint is not warmed up. You're forcing it into a movement it's not ready for. So the warm-up is more important, in my opinion, than the movement. Because once you have the warm, like if you're properly warmed up, in my opinion, I warm up for 30, 40 minutes before a training session, and you've properly engaged that warm up, you'll get much further on your, on your strength and physical conditioning gains, because it's ready for that movement, right? So these muscles that you want to recruit, like you're asking them, come on, help me out, let me do this movement, but I'm not ready for it. Of course, they're not gonna help you out. They're pissed. Yeah. yeah. They're cold. You know. So warming up is like huge, uh, dynamic warm up, which is uh, fast movements is important before sessions and post-workout is static stretching which is like nice holds 30 seconds to a minute to actually allow everything to stretch and open up so my arm swings don't work <laughs> no. not as much as you think show up earlier yeah, man. yeah i know and it goes back to the pattern thing you know it's like when i tell when people tell me they don't have time i say we all have time and that's the, the truth we all allocate our time to what we want to do in life whether right. it's we want to be more successful in business with our relationships with our family it's like we all put our time where we want it's like when I tell people, when you show up late, you're not going to get any more time because you chose to come late. That's right. It's like you need to come here committed because yeah. it's like or else you're never going to change. Like I don't accept that in my clinic. Like if you're going to be late, then don't come. I'm sorry. Well, it's 30 minutes. We're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. It's like you're coming here just to show up and it's like, oh, I did a workout. But you didn't do shit. Yeah. Like don't tell me that. And I, I'm sorry. I don't want to get too deep into that. But it's like I tell clients, like if you really want success, show up on time. And on time means 10 minutes before yeah. to get ready for your session. That's the pattern change, man. You can't get people to be like, oh, like, I don't have time. No, fool, I saw you on Netflix last night. Right. You know, like, <laughs> so it's like people need to change patterns. And, like, that's what I tell people when they're like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have this. I don't have that. It's like you could foam roll and stretch five minutes in between your Netflix, yeah. in between Game of Thrones, in between yeah. House of Cards, or whatever you're watching, you know? And the passion that you're saying this with, because yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting yelled at, yeah, but you're so not yelling I, at me. I, I get excited, man, because, yeah. like, I, get, I have so much... I have so much love for body work because it's like when, when you know how much value it adds to your life, like you're, yeah. you're a realtor and yeah. you're on the field and, you know, you meet with people. When you realize how much it opens up your life and how much more progress you could get out of it, you'll be like, oh, shit, I could do much more in a day. So yeah. when I used to have a, a nine-hour productive workout day, but now I could do a 10- or 11-hour workday because my muscles could adapt more to that day, you're stoked because yeah. now you could really do more. That's right. Because you dedicate 30 minutes to yourself to open up this chain. You know, so it, it goes deep, man. It goes deep. Body work is deep. It doesn't go. It's not just body work. And when you put an elbow in your neck, yeah. it's like let's let's make some changes. There you go. You know, man, I, I'm pumped. I'm ready. For I, I know. I'm like, <laughs> so where do we go now? Yeah, yeah, man. Like I think, um, again, like that's why I'm so excited about body work. I think, um, in so many different countries in the world, this is healthcare, but it's not healthcare in the United States. It's a luxury. Yeah. And people don't understand it. And when it's labeled as a luxury, you put that in your mind as a luxury, and it's not a priority. 
That's right. So I'm trying to change that perception of like, this is priority if you want to last, you know, for the long run. So when we start talking about, you know, um, so luxury. when we talk, we're talking about luxury, yeah. like the cost. That's right. <laughs> so we talk about luxury and then the cost of what that service is going to be, right? Mm -hmm. So like, again, in my case as an architect, people, when they hear the term automatically, they think expensive. Mm -hmm. From your end, you know, you think of a massage, mm -hmm. sports massage, expensive. Mm -hmm. But when you put it into perspective of what they're paying for, I mean, it, it's it should be a priority, right? I mean, it's <coughs> you you only have one body, you only have one life. You know, yeah. it's like one number why one, wouldn't you well, number invest? one I always tell people it's not a sports massage. It's not a sports massage. It's manual therapy. It's neuromuscular okay. therapy. Um, and number two, when when you say expensive in comparison to what? That's know, right. It's like it what are you comparing this to what? Like yeah. a $10 advertisement, sure, but you're not getting the same value. I'm talking about value for people's lives, you know? Yeah. Like for the long run. It's like we all pay 129 a month or 100 bucks a month for a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all pay 1500 to $2,000 a month for, for a mortgage or, or rent, right? We all have car payments. It's like we all invest into that. That's right. And it's not our bodies. And then we buy Jack in the Box tacos. Right. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the thing is that. That are good. Yeah. <laughs> no, they are good. That's the truth. <laughs> um, but again, it's like. W when you look at that, because it's been labeled as a luxury, yep. you view it as expensive. But when you view the two thousand dollar rent, you may not view it as expensive because that's normal and that's been built into our, our system and our ecosystem and our brain that that's okay. Yeah. But this is not okay because it's not it's not normal. Like who pays that, right? And I tell people the same thing. It's like w when I sit them down and have this conversation with them, I always tell them like, when you say expensive in comparison to what, and like what do you want out of this? Yeah. Like do you want immediate relief? Or do you want me to help you facilitate change? You know, and I let I let them answer that question. And you drop the mic and just walk and away. I drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah, I mean, talking about the opportunity cost. I mean, being able to be an hour or two more productive a day. What yeah. is that worth to yeah. someone? It's not going to be ten dollars, fifteen dollars. I mean, in my profession, it could be hundreds and, yeah. and thousands sure. to be able to be that much more productive. Mm -hmm. So, um, but that's one a good way of looking at it. It's yeah. you know when you're thinking of I'm gonna only have an eight hour work week. And because I have to get home and rest or mm -hmm. have to go find Advil and I have to run to a 7-Eleven and, yeah. and that inconvenience is, is huge because, you know, being able to work a 10, 12-hour week, is, it, it's, it sounds really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. It does. But, uh, but uh, you, that's, again, we're going back to, like, the same thing I'm, I'm constantly on. It's the changing the pattern. The pattern is people think that this is the norm. And when you, when you change your mindset for a second, then you, you have some change. And you have lasting change, right? Yeah. So that, that, like, every client that's walked into my, and this is not to be cocky or anything, every client, I've been able to convert 90, about 90% of people who come to me from other from other spas. And that's because of the amount of time that I allocate to them, you know, between, like, th they text me at 10 in the morning, even if I'm in a session, I'll always text them after, like, they forgot how to stress, they forgot how to foam roll. It's constant attention. Because, you know, one thing that we, we, we need is accountability. Yeah. We're people, we're human beings, we need reminders. We that's need, right. We, we need to, like, okay, when do I need to show up? What do I need to do? And it's like the more you show that, people are like, okay, cool. This makes sense. Yeah. You know? Again, we're talking about how, how you change or you get them into this lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very important, even on the way you eat. I mean, do you have any special diet or? or you know, my girlfriend's vegetarian, so I eat a lot of vegetarian meals, but I eat meat. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm pretty cool. How are you guys still together? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? We fight every night. <laughs> no, I think um, 
that's the, that's that's the beauty of who I am and like as a person I feel like um, every relationship I have has value to my life and vegetarianism is the opposite end of my of my diet mm-hmm. and it brings value because it brings a different style of a, a different style to my to my body you know yeah. like I may not be used to that little uh, that small quantity of, of meat but I'll do that yeah. I'll eat the tofu I'll eat the more vegetables only because that's my partner you know and it allows us to progress forward in our friendship in our relationship and I learn you yeah. know so like I'm not too picky about it man I'm totally cool with whatever we want to go eat tofu or eat meat I don't care um, but day to day like I try to make sure that th- my main priority is always water like I, I consume water before I go before I drink anything in the morning and right before I go to sleep what's the approximate if you're to give somebody a suggestion to drink on a daily basis don't stop drinking it I would yeah. say like because like see that's the thing with people like I'll tell you what I feel about that there we go Finally, the water comes out. Um, people always say, drink a gallon, drink half a gallon. Well, how do you know? Yeah. Someone's body. Bullshit. Like, just drink. Yeah. Don't stop drinking. Keep drinking. Like, have a water like have a water gallon next to you yeah. and constantly drink. And it's like every few minutes, keep yourself hydrated. You know, right. drink, drink, drink. You know? Um, when you start to put a number in it that I need to drink this much, people f- feel pressure. Yeah. Just drink water. Just drink water. And I think I, I started with the habit of drinking first thing in the morning only to open up your bowels. Okay. Especially how much we're constipated in the U.S. Yeah. It's like, drink some water, sit and squat, you'll be taking a shit in minutes. But people think like, oh, no, this is non-existent. Like, drink water and try to sit and squat. Try that tomorrow. Right. Tell me how you feel. <laughs> send me a text. <laughs> and I'll tell you, like... Show me a picture. Yeah, yeah. Send me a picture. Send me a picture. I'll post it on Instagram. Yeah, post it on the, on the Insta feed because you might get flagged. Um, <laughs> but it's like, again, I go back to the small changes because I'm not a person that like, just like wants to get you in and out, like change your life yeah. right away. Water in the morning, man. Like, bef- do you drink coffee? And it, Everybody here drink coffee? Yeah, right? well, yes. Okay. I, I drink coffee. I love coffee. But I make sure before I consume any, after I brush my teeth, before I consume anything is water. Mm-hmm. And I drink it and I, ma- and I do a breathing routine of 10 breaths. I open up my breath and I allow my oxygen to come in and I start my day, you know, like to kind of like set the tone for my day. If you're listening to this right now, take a sip of water. Take a sip right. of water right now. Yeah. And it makes sense because you think about it. If you're, depending on how, m- how many hours of sleep you get, say seven or eight, you're going seven or eight hours without any fluids. I mean, mm-hmm. so you're almost dehydrated, right? Yeah. Going back to your you're beef jerky, right? Yeah, you're like you'll be beef jerky. And I and, it's f- and the reason I know this is because I've been to a lot of cadaver labs. You guys know what cadaver labs are? So yeah. I've been to a lot of cadaver labs, and you see the difference between people who are dehydrated and hydrated. Wow. It's like, so you, you can notice see it. it after you can see it, like people who are like dark, you know, beef jerky skin. And, yeah. and sorry for anybody who's out there listening to this. And the other one who's like soft and fluid. Yeah. It's like you can see it. Yeah. Um, you just can't see the rest. Who's hungry? <laughs> Who's hungry? <laughs> Who wants a steak? <clears throat> so, so um, can we dig into your uh, your daily routine? Yeah, I know you kind of started there with the water and, and breathing, but can you walk us through a, a day in Manny's life? Yeah, so um, I, I'm really big on having a planner. Um, every morning I wake up with my water and my SWAT routine, and I make sure that I make sure I wake up about three to four hours before my first session to like um, prepare my mind to set my intention for the day. And like that day, it'll be, although I have multiple things to do, I'll make sure that I have one number one priority. And, uh, and I'll make sure that that gets done for that day. So um, like today was getting my, my internet and phone done, dialed in for the clinic. That was priority number one, you know? And I have four sessions. So when I wake up in the morning, uh, drink my water, I set my intention, I write in my book on what I want to accomplish. I read a little bit, I get to the clinic, I stretch and I warm up, and then I start. And then... In between each session, it's answering emails, text messages, Facebook Messenger, and my my messenger on my on my website. 
and then back to sessions and again it's kind of a circle how do you wind down i don't <laughs> i'm fucking balls to the wall yeah. like, my girlfriend thinks i'm nuts you know like i wake up at f- like sometimes i wake up at four in the morning pumped like i'm like, i had this idea and i go back to the clinic and i start making videos yeah because like i'm excited i'm just an excited person and you know when i was younger i was like oh you're you know you're this hyper kid you need to be in a court like you know you're labeled as adhd yeah, yeah, yeah. no hell no like i'm just hyper and happy you know like yeah. i love to be active and like i love to do things i'm like no way like i'm just gonna keep driving off of that I don't really wind down too much. Like last night, I went to bed at two in the morning. I woke up at four thirty. You know, did some writing. Went back to sleep at six. And you then took I a nap. Took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> took a nap. Woke back up. And, and I'm not saying that's the healthiest or unhealthiest. I just know that works for me. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, and then some days I just reset. Like some days, like Sunday, we went to Joshua Tree. We went to breakfast at uh, Forking Good with my family, and then we went to Joshua Tree to go rock climb. Uh, Sunday is usually my my decompression, like when I re my recalibrate. You know. So I try not to do too much, even though like I I, I call it the seventy. Uh, or 80-20 rule, which is alone. They used to be alone. I don't know what's in it. Like I'm 80% present, 20% uh, unpresent sometimes with my with my work, mm-hmm. and that's only because it's. I don't know that. I don't know if that'll continue, but that's just my building phase. Like I'll be I'll be with someone, but I also have to answer emails or texts. So like I'm 20% present, so not 100% in my in my stuff. Correct. And then 80% with my family. You know. Um, part of what I'm big on is like purpose. I think like um I think all people should have purpose, and I think my purpose comes before anything before my family, before my girlfriend. I think people might disagree, but I think the last thing you want to think about is when you're with your family is what you didn't do at work. Right. So like I make sure that I do everything and I handle everything from 6 a.m. to 7 or 8 or 9 p.m. So when I'm home, I'm relaxing for like a nice episode of House of Cards. Right. <laughs> and a quick nap. A quick nap. All right, Manny, this was a awesome, awesome conversation. I wish we would could uh, keep it going. Or maybe, but the batteries don't allow us to, right? <laughs> or, or uh, we'll have, have to do part up. two. Yeah. yeah, part two sounds good. And yeah. three and four and five. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the beauty is that you're just a couple levels down. So, no, it, well, the beauty of it is I can't stop talking. Right. <laughs> like my girlfriend doesn't have time, so sometimes I have to shut it down. You know, <laughs> I drink coffee to calm down. <laughs> so, so how can uh, again, if you want to repeat, how people can get a hold of you, how they can connect, how they can come into your clinic? Yeah. As of right now, and everybody reaches me through at Manny Therapy, which is M-A-N-N-Y-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y, at Manny Therapy on Instagram. And going forward, it'll be like an official line and official messenger for the for the clinic. But for now, that's where I'm at. And how about a phone number or just is it all just that. social media? Okay. Yeah. And it'll be in the uh, episode notes below. So if you okay. didn't catch that, you, you get that at the episode notes. And that's a wrap. That's a wrap. So uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah.